Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. I want people to know that Rhonda wasn't just beautiful. Bye, Daddy. People always are surprised when they hear this, like, no, you can't be super beautiful like her and be intelligent at the same time. I'm like, actually, she was wicked smart. Very in love. We planned on getting married in the summer. That was my timetable. They did look at wedding rings. I think she, she wanted one that was around 35000 and uh, I was thinking more 15000 <laughs> was my range. And you and Rhonda, did you like to get outdoors? All the time. We loved hiking. Uh, we played a lot of frisbee golf. So, yeah, we were outdoors most of the time. We woke up early. She opened the drapes and we saw, oh, it's a beautiful day. Okay, so we are going to go hiking. One of the things she asked me on the drive over, she said, uh, if anything ever happens to me, do you promise to watch our daughter and take care of her? And I go, what are you talking about? She goes, I have dreams all the time that I am dead before 25. Did Rhonda ever tell you that she was sensing something bad was going to happen to her? She said that he's either going to propose to me or kill me. She wasn't happy. She just fell out of love with him and they were fighting all the time. She had mentioned wanting to take the baby and, and leave Steve. Started pouring down rain and thunder came. And so she just started bolting down, like at a full sprint running down the trail. And what unfolded before your eyes? I don't know how far down it was, but she went off the trail. A man hiking with Rhonda Casto says that she fell off a cliff last night. Did she take a step and her feet went out in front of her? Did she tumble forward? What did you see? 
Next question. I'm Steve Nichols, and in February of 2015, I was charged and arrested for the murder of Rhonda Casto, my fiance. We're in Hood River, Oregon. It's been six years, one month, and 26 days since Rhonda fell off that trail to her death. And for the first time, Stephen Nichols will enter a formal plea. Accident or murder? Murder. Murder. And from a mother's heart and mind, you are certain of that? I am 100% certain of that. He's evil. He's totally evil. I think I've just left a path of destruction. I'm Attila the Hun, basically, going through women. hours listeners know to always expect the unexpected, including when home appliances break down. An American Home Shield warranty can restore your sense of security. It's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, contact American Home Shield and their trusted and qualified pros will fix or replace it. Right now, you could take 20% off. Go to ahs.com slash 48 to save 20%. That's ahs.com slash 48 for 20% off any plan. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. American Home Shield, don't worry, be warranty. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. When you have a case where someone's falsely accused, you can't really separate yourself from work and, and home life. For defense attorney Mike Arnold... Mr. Nichols is here with his lawyer. Representing Stephen Nichols gives new meaning to the phrase, full-time job. You know, while I prefer to be coming home doing farm chores and listening to wildlife, <laughs> instead I'll be thinking about my closing argument or what the next step of the case is. We are on the record in Hood River County, state of Oregon, versus Stephen Wagner Nichols. Nichols was arrested for murder in February 2015. Accused of pushing his girlfriend, Rhonda Casto, off this trail in Oregon six years earlier. To that charge, what's your plea? Not guilty. Bail was set at $2 million. 
Nichols would spend the next 14 months in jail awaiting trial. I try to just take it one day at a time. I read a lot, and I play chess, but really when it comes down to it, I miss my daughter. So that's the hardest part. But in April 2016, with a trial date nowhere in sight, Judge John Olson reduced Nichols' bail to $250,000. Mike Arnold set out on a frantic mission to gather the 10% needed in cash to free his client. So the farming defense attorney becomes a personal banker. People have taken off work to be there to get him out. So it sounds like a small price to pay to be there when my client gets to see freedom for the first time in a year. So, which is luck. But Arnold would need more than luck. We can't get the client bailed out until tomorrow morning. He'd need an extra day to arrange for the ankle monitor required for Nichols' release. So hold on tight to this and go get some supper. The next day... There's a little unexpected overnight trip in Hood River. I want recycled clothes. I'm looking forward to get home to my family. It's my son's first birthday today. Presumption of innocence, ladies and gentlemen. Mike feeds the cash into the bail machine. I'm very excited to, to see Steve for the, for the first time outside in the fresh air. Two more hours, <laughs> and Arnold gets his wish. I want to cry, actually. I'm so happy but it's a bittersweet victory. We will continue to fight until I've proven my innocence. It's still a long fight ahead, but now I've got him out with me so we can work on this as a team. So this is a big deal. But how exactly did Nichols and his attorney end up at this moment? It all started 11 years earlier when a stunning 20-year-old woman knocked on Nichols' bedroom door at his home just outside Portland, Oregon. Then I turn around and I look at her and my tongue pretty much hit the floor. Up until that point, she's the most beautiful woman I have ever seen. And she's like, hi, my name is Rhonda. In 2005, Nichols, who was 10 years older than Rhonda and recently divorced, was working as a day trader. I had a three bedroom condo and the other two rooms were just empty. So he decided to get a roommate. I first met Stephen Nichols through the internet. I was looking for a place, a room to rent. Who turned out to be Rhonda's mother, Julia Simmons. He can be very charming and, you know, somebody that's really nice. Rhonda's best friend, Jessica Colburn, wasn't surprised Stephen was instantly attracted to Rhonda, who was an aspiring model. Tell me about this. That was part of her modeling portfolio. I just love it because she just looks amazing in all of those pictures. Everything about her was impressive, and I just immediately fell in love with her. And what were you sensing from Rhonda? I felt she was into me, too. I could tell that she valued intelligence, and I've always thought that that's one of my strongest assets. I think she was attracted not so much to his looks, but to his, his uh, what he had, his condo, his money, his, you know, his status. Soon, Rhonda joined her mother, Julia, in the condo, not as a roommate, but as Stephen's girlfriend. Rhonda's younger sister, Tessa, was just nine years old at the time. When I first met Steve, he was really fun. 
because I was a little girl. He was, he was playful, you know. Three years into their relationship, Rhonda and Nichols, living together but not married, became parents. Don't daddy help you a little? Mommy got this for you. Did you see her face? She's all, <gasps> When our daughter was born, it meant everything to her. She became the focus and the center of her life. I loved having a niece. I was always over there, and she loved playing with jewelry just like Rhonda did. She's just like her mom. She loves jewelry. Rhonda loved being a mom, but hoped to restart her modeling career. She had gained quite a bit of weight from having our daughter. She was the heaviest she had ever been, and she felt really disgusting. So Stephen says the couple came up with an adventurous plan to lose weight. We made it a pact that we would hike 20 or 25 of the top trails in Oregon. We'll just start crossing them off the list. But Jessica says Rhonda told her about only one planned hike. She was so happy that he was finally planning something. In all the years they had been together, he had never put any effort into planning anything for her. Including those plans to get married. The proposal never happened. Things were tough after the baby was born. He wasn't around as much. I think she held on for longer for the sake of the baby. Daddy, can I open it for you? Jessica says Rhonda had grown unhappy and that the relationship had taken a dangerous turn. She told me that he had, in the recent months, been physically abusive to her. But Nichols claims just the opposite was true. We wouldn't argue at all. We were spending a lot of time together. So I would think that would be the closest we ever were. So when Stephen is telling us that they were planning their future together and everything was great and it was a lovey-dovey relationship, is he lying to me? He's absolutely lying to you. I've, I've witnessed their fights. I've, I was on the phone a couple of times when they were in a physical fight, actually. And Julia claims Rhonda made a chilling statement to her just before the hike. She said, he's either going to give me a ring or he's going to throw me off a cliff. On March 16, 2009, Rhonda and Stephen would set out on that fitness hike, and Rhonda would not live to see the end of the day. There's a smile. Bye, Daddy. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is probably the most hiked area in the Columbia River Gorge uh, for several reasons. One, the, the sheer beauty of the hike. Three months after Stephen Nichols' arrest in 2015, his attorney, Mike Arnold, took his own investigative team up the Eagle Creek Trail, where he believes Rhonda Casto slipped and fell to her death. Inclement weather hits and disaster happens. Between the physical evidence and the science, there won't be much dispute about this being a, a tragic accident on a dangerous trail. Stephen Nichols says this is how the tragedy unfolded. They are heading down the trail. Rhonda was in a great mood, and jokingly, she put a towel around her shoulders and was calling herself Supergirl. She broke into a run. And according to Nichols, at this very point, she slipped on the wet path and fell more than 150 feet to her death. That was his story in 2015. I'm not going to comment on that. When Nichols was forbidden by his attorney from discussing details of Rhonda's deadly fall with 48 hours. Until now, his only account was the one he gave to police the day of the tragedy. Again, something I'm not going to comment on. But in 2017, Stephen Nichols broke that silence. Either I pushed her, she jumped of her own accord, or she slipped. He sat down and spoke to us about the day Rhonda Casto died. Let's get in that time machine and go back to March 16th, 2009. We woke up early. Stephen says Rhonda seemed focused on the future as they drove to Eagle Creek Trail. She says, I desperately need to lose weight because they want to use me as the Maria Sharapova look-alike model. I'm like, yeah, you really do look like her. But then, Nichols claims, Rhonda asked him a startling question, completely out of the blue. She said, uh, if anything ever happens to me, do you promise to watch our daughter and take care of her? And I said, of course. Stephen says the question unnerved him, especially since three months earlier, he claims Rhonda had demanded he buy life insurance. She was adamant about it. I said, why do you want this life insurance? And she goes, because I want to leave our daughter something in case I die. So both Stephen and Rhonda had each taken out a $1 million policy on the other. He planned the whole thing. It was premeditated, the whole thing. Rhonda's mother doesn't believe a word of Nichols' story, saying the insurance was all his idea and that Nichols, the day trader, had an ulterior motive. He had lost a bunch of money the year before. He lost like a quarter of a million dollars. Is the insurance, and then four months later, she's dead. The couple got to the trailhead, where Rhonda snapped this photo of Steve, later found on her cell phone. The weather was excellent, actually. But Stephen says Rhonda was acting strangely. I asked her, are you okay hiking on this trail? And she goes, I used to come up here with a bottle of vodka and a bag of weed. 
She goes, I'll be fine. So I said, okay. They hiked up a few miles. Uh, I remember we kissed for a little bit. Um, I remember she wanted to have sex. And I said, no. <laughs> like, I'm very prim and proper. I didn't want to do that. Then, Nichols says, Rhonda once again asked him that unsettling question. She asked me if anything ever happened to her, which would I promise to take care of our daughter. But Rhonda may have been thinking about more than their daughter. What are you saying, Stephen? I mean, I think anyone with an ounce of intelligence can fill in the blanks. Um, you would have to look into how many times in her past she committed suicide. Attempted suicide. Yeah, of course, attempted, I mean. Nichols says Rhonda was depressed and shockingly that she had tried to take her own life at least three times before he even met her. She's never attempted suicide, never. He's lying. I, but you know what? People that have to make up lies or, you know, you can obviously tell they're guilty. And there's more. Nichols claims that Rhonda had long struggled with a serious drug problem. She's never been off drugs since the age of 12. What, kind of, what kind of drugs? Everything, Alcohol. everything. Alcohol, cocaine. All of them. Marijuana. <laughs> Crystal meth? All of them. Heroin. But Rhonda's autopsy would show that she only had traces of marijuana as well as prescription drugs for anxiety and depression in her system. Jessica Colburn says Rhonda did suffer from postpartum depression. She was in therapy, and that's why she was on the prescription medications. Nichols says they didn't linger on the trail for long. And who decides, hey, let's head back? Uh, it was decided by the weather. Started pouring down rain, and thunder came. And so she just started bolting down, like at a full sprint, running down the trail. Now, I've been on that trail. It's a narrow trail. It is very narrow. Did you yell at her, hey, what are you doing? Stop, walk. We're walking down. Um, I don't think I screamed anything at her. Nichols says the steep trail became slick. I hugged the right wall pretty much on the way down. And this is cascading rain. Like you can actually just see the water flowing down the trail. And so take me to the time of, of the fall. What do you remember? Mm. <laughs> that part I'm not going to take you through because she did fall off. And I can say I had absolutely nothing to do, either directly or indirectly, with her falling off. But what Nichols seems to be suggesting to 48 Hours is that Rhonda may have chosen to go off that cliff. Did she tumble forward? What did you see? Mm. Next question. Was it a large skid mark on the, uh, on the path where she had slipped and went off? No, there's just a footprint. Just a footprint. Mm-hmm. Steve, look at me. <laughs> what you're saying is she jumped. She was going down at almost a run pace. There's a single footprint, you're telling me, at the edge of the cliff, mm -hmm. and she goes over. That's a jump.
I've laid everything out there. People can reach whatever conclusion they want. See how prosecutors believe Rhonda fell to her death on Facebook at 48 Hours. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. While not saying it in so many words, she did fall off, and I can say I had absolutely nothing to do either directly or indirectly with her falling off. Stephen Nichols' mind games. There's definitely a lot more to the story, but I'm not going to say it, so. Manage to drop a bombshell. Well, you've led me down a path to believe this was a suicide. And I don't think you can look me in the eye and say, well, Peter, you're wrong. Can you? No. Suggesting that Rhonda Castro chose to jump to her death from Eagle Creek Trail. What was her point in going up there? How to say this? I, she knew she wasn't living past the age of 25. <laughs> she knew that for a reason. She just wasn't a happy person. And she thought that having our daughter would bring her happiness, and it didn't. She had a nine-month-old baby at home that she loved dearly, and she loved her family. So that's just another one of his lies, to take the heat off of himself. After Rhonda went off the trail, Stephen says he hiked down the deep ravine. What'd you do when you got to her? Well, I hauled her. That's the first thing I did when I got there. With no cell service to call for help, Nichols says he made his way back to the trailhead and dialed 911. The police never once asked me if it was a suicide. They never even brought up suicide. I just answered the questions that they asked. Why didn't you tell them back in the day that suicide was something she was contemplating? Would it have made a difference, do you really think? Nichols may have had a million reasons to keep suicide a secret. If it's a suicide, Life insurance doesn't pay out. So our daughter would have gotten nothing. Is Stephen being self-sacrificing, having said nothing about suicide until now, even as he stands charged with murder? You were willing to essentially take a bullet for that. Or is he self-serving? 
I think Steve is just throwing all these ideas out to throw people off the fact that he pushed her. Oh, well, she killed herself because she wanted to make a better life for her daughter. An investigation into Rhonda's death was immediately launched, and a memorial was held. Rhonda's family claims that you were not grieving, that you seemed unmoved by Rhonda's death. The exact opposite. I was crying nonstop. When I'm really, really sad, I just, I close down. That's just the way I deal with pain. Shortly afterward, Stephen moved across the state with his daughter to live with family. For about three months after Rhonda died, I completely shut down. By 2013, four years had gone by and no charges had been filed against Nichols. He decided to start a new life in a new land. So how does a kid from Oregon end up in China? I had been there before and I liked China. Stephen packed up. I would tell my daughter, this is our new life. Let's make it work. And headed here to Wuxi, about 75 miles from Shanghai. I decided when I got to China, this is a whole fresh start. And I was like, America, all the past. Stephen got a job teaching English to Chinese businessmen. My daughter was absolutely thriving. A little over two months, and she was fluent in Mandarin. She had dance lessons. She was taking Taekwondo. She was learning to play the piano. And Stephen began to thrive, too, falling in love with Landy Yin-Yan. She's beautiful, of course, but she's the deepest, funniest person I've ever met. Stephen says Landy became like a mother to his daughter. And I can say this with being with so many American women, Chinese women, all-inclusive, are better partners. Sounds so insulting to American women, but they just, they make better partners. They make better wives. And so Stephen decided to make Landy his wife after a year of dating. I had actually proposed to her right before I came back to America. Stephen flew back to the U.S. with his daughter in February 2015 to get married. Landy would follow a few days later. We were planning on getting married both in America and China to make it official. What Stephen didn't know is that the entire time he was out of the country, investigators stayed on Rhonda's case and Julia stayed on theirs. I kept calling and asking why nothing was happening. But something did happen. In April 2014, a secret grand jury heard evidence and indicted Nichols for the murder of Rhonda Casto. So 10 months later, when Stephen and his daughter arrived in San Francisco... They said something was wrong with my bags. I was like, that's interesting. Instead of catching his connecting flight to Oregon, Stephen says authorities separated him from his daughter. I'm like, what is going on here? Something's fishy. And then, yeah, that's when they arrested me. And uh, I could hear my daughter in the other room crying, and she goes, I want to be back with my dad. Stephen would be extradited to Oregon, and his daughter would be sent to live with Rhonda's family. I was shocked. It's one of those things where you think you're in a dream and you're going to wake up at any time. I'm like, okay, I'm going to wake up in China. My daughter will be nudging me. I'll be back to normal, but that never happens. Back in Oregon, it was like a dream. 40-year-old Stephen Nichols was arrested. One that had come true for Rhonda's loved ones. 
And I just, I was busted out crying. It was amazing, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, after all this time, finally. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. are on the record in a state of Oregon versus Stephen Nichols. Four months following his February 2015 arrest for murder. When you're ready, Mr. Arnold. Stephen Nichols faced pre-trial hearings on a slew of issues, from evidence to motive. The state is present, represented by Kerry Rasmussen. Including whether there should even be a trial, since the defense considers Rhonda Castro's death an accident. Both sides called witnesses. Was this immediately investigated as a murder? No. And when did it become a homicide investigation as opposed to an accidental fall? Pretty much the next morning. I can tell that uh, based on the injuries that she has, she, she landed uh, predominantly on her legs and her pelvis. Medical examiner and forensic pathologist, Dr. Christopher Young, says Rhonda's injuries were mostly below the waist. The pelvis was essentially shattered. The defense argues the location of her injuries indicate Rhonda left the trail feet first, not tumbling head over heels from a push. It's a theory that could support Nichols' new suggestion of suicide. When you look at the relationship that the defendant then had with Rhonda Casto, and at the Notes from time, a therapist Rhonda had been seen reveal she was depressed but not suicidal from her relationship with Stephen, which she described as loveless. Um, what the state has to prove in this case is the de defendant did a criminal act. Prosecutors hope the judge will allow them to tell jurors about some bad acts in Stephen Nichols' troubled past at his upcoming murder trial. It's something that obviously is, is uh, titillating and interesting. The first one, a shocking love triangle involving another of Rhonda's younger sisters, Melanie, that may have provided a motive for murder. Do you believe that Stephen was in love with Melanie? Yes, I do. Jessica says Rhonda learned that Stephen was having sex with Melanie. And did Rhonda ever tell you how young her sister was when she first had sex with Stephen? She was 15. 15 years old? Yes. In fact, just after his arrest for murder, Stephen was indicted on two counts of third-degree rape and three counts of third-degree sodomy for allegedly having sexual relations with an underage Melanie back in 2005. 
He did rape my daughter, and I didn't want to believe it. In October 2016, while awaiting his murder trial, you agreed to plead guilty to two counts of sexual abuse with Melanie Casto. Mm-hmm. And you signed your name under this statement. I had sexual intercourse with Melanie Casto twice. Stephen insists his admission was false. Did you have sex with her? No. I'm like, well, can I take a plea and then just say, obviously, it never happened. And uh, I was told later, nope. Um, in order to pass the sex offender treatment, you have to admit that. Even though he'd be a registered sex offender, the law would allow Stephen to still fight and regain custody of his daughter, who is in the care of the state. I became desperate. I wanted my daughter back. You'll be amazed at what you're willing to sign to stay out of prison. But investigators believe there really was a relationship between Stephen and Melanie, one that continued on and off for four years, right up to that fateful last hike. Just a few hours before her death, Rhonda, who had learned of the affair, sent this text to her sister. I don't know what to say besides he's a piece of He used you to hurt me. I won't let him screw us up again. When you need me, I am waiting. This Rhonda sounds like somebody that doesn't care much at all about you. She's angry with you. Does sound like she's angry. I have no idea why she sent those. But Julia says she knows why. She loved her sister, and she knew that Steve was trying to drive a wedge between them. And she, I guess she, she figured it all out and realized what he was doing. On the night of Rhonda Casto's death, the defendant didn't run to where his daughter was, didn't run to his parents. The first person to whom he went was Melanie, Melanie Casto. And it's not the only allegation Nichols has faced involving a minor. Less than six months after Rhonda's death, he was charged with five counts of sex abuse for allegedly touching a 13-year-old girl on the buttocks. He claims that didn't happen, but something else did. You sent sexually suggestive texts to her and a selfie with your shirt off, and you agreed to a plea deal in this case. Yeah, that was definitely, I was in the wrong on that one. Um, In terms of sending the photo, that was... No kidding. Yeah. That's terrible. It's disgusting. It is. Nichols pleaded guilty to one count of sexual harassment. I have been emotionally abusive at times to people, but I've never physically hurt anyone. Prosecutors don't agree and want a jury to see this picture taken by Rhonda showing red marks left from an alleged physical encounter with Nichols. Right before they went on their hike, they had, they had a little scuffle on the stairs, and he put some bruises on her back, and she took pictures of them in the mirror. And there are allegations of another physical assault of a woman with eerie similarities to what Nichols stands accused of now, allegations made by his ex-wife. He did try to push his wife over a balcony in China. In November 2003, Stephen was still married to his ex, an American woman, and living in China for the first time when his spouse accused him of trying to suffocate her and throw her over the railing of their eighth-floor apartment. We were both holding on to each other's clothing, and we were both yelling. Nichols denies the claim and was not charged with a crime in China, 
but Oregon court documents show a witness confirmed Nichols' ex-wife's account. As Nichols awaits trial in the death of Rhonda Casto, he has some pleasant distraction. My Chinese fiance, Landy, is arriving here in about an hour. I'm nervous, I'm excited. Visits from his fiance. <laughs> Today I had my first court appearance. The case was involving my daughter. At our request, Stephen Nichols has kept a video diary while out on bail. Blue sky, many, many big trees. Including Landy hiking to that fateful spot on Eagle Creek Trail. Very beautiful, but a little dangerous. And on the Hi, eve of his Steve. trial, we're at the top of Spencer Butte in Eugene. Love the hike. This is one of the happiest days of my life. A defiant Nichols is convinced there will be many more happy days ahead. I had nothing to do with Rhonda Castro's death. Welcome to Fail Better. David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I had nothing to do with Rhonda Castro's death. You didn't push her? No. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? So you're telling us you are completely innocent of these charges? Yes. In May 2017, following several hearings about what evidence could be used against Stephen Nichols, which would include his plea to having sex with Melanie, it looked like his true day in court was finally on the horizon. And then... I got a call from Carrie Rasmussen, the prosecutor, and she slowly told me the news about him taking a plea. To Julia's shock and horror, there had been a settlement conference with the prosecution and the defense agreeing to allow Nichols to plead guilty to lesser charges. I started to cry. I got really upset. I just said I was screaming on the phone to Carrie, no, no, you can't do this. Please don't. Don't plead out. But prosecutors knew their case against Nichols could fail. For years, the district attorney's office has believed that Mr. Nichols is responsible for the death of Rhonda Casto. But this case is not 
about belief. It's about the facts that can be presented to a jury at trial. What is your plea to the charge of criminally negligent homicide? Guilty. And to the charge of coercion? Guilty. People take pleas for all sorts of reasons. Most of the time, innocent people plead guilty in order to gain an advantage or meet a goal. In this case, um, uh, this is Mr. Nichols purchasing um, insurance. There's now a 0% chance that Steve goes to prison for murder, that a jury gets it wrong. Nichols was given credit for time served while awaiting trial. He remains on parole for three years. His ankle monitor was removed, and his days behind bars are over. This plea deal, is it justice to you? No, it's not justice. I felt like it happened out of nowhere. I'm still completely blown away by the, the decision that was made in this. You destroyed my whole family. Still firmly believing Nichols is a murderer, Rhonda's mother, Julia, was allowed to address the court. I don't see how you could do that. How you could take a mother away from their child like that by killing her. That's just horrible, Steve. I'll just bide my time and wait until you screw up or when you die, because I know you're going to go to hell for what you did. Nichols claims he took the deal for just one reason. Time was running out to regain custody of his daughter. If I waited over a year to go to trial, I probably had a 0% chance. There's um, some problems with the juvenile uh, court system that the longer you wait, the harder it is to get a child returned to parent. But having now admitted to inappropriate behavior with a 13-year-old girl, pleading to having sex with Rhonda's underage sister, and playing a role in Rhonda's death, Nichols' chances of regaining custody of his daughter are in jeopardy. I think I've just left a path of destruction. I'm Attila the Hun, basically, going through women. Unable to leave Oregon until his parole expires in 2020, Stephen broke up with his fiancée, who had returned to China. I'm alone about 99% of the time. I never go out. I have nobody. Then, for the second time in our 48 Hours interview, Nichols brings up the topic of suicide. But this time, he's not speaking about Rhonda. If I don't have my daughter, then it's pretty much game over for me. I'm, I'm checking out, so. You're saying you'll take your own life? Um, I hate all the suicide questions. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to answer that, but like I said, I, if I don't get my daughter back, I'm done. I'll just say that. Yeah, right. I doubt that. He's too narcissistic, egotistical, sociopath. There's no way he would take his own life. He's just said that to get sympathy. And if your granddaughter were to be placed back into his custody, what do you think would happen? She would not be a normal child. She would be emotionally and mentally abused and possibly physical. And then, just when we thought this story had come to an end, our interview with Nichols took a turn into the surreal. I'm trying to think of a way to think of this. For the first time, he talks about what may have happened in Rhonda's last moments of life that day in 2009, comparing her to a wounded soldier. Let's say you're in a war situation, and you're with your buddy, and... I don't know, he, he takes a landmine or a grenade or something. You're 100% certain this guy's going to die. 
Remember, Nichols climbed down 150 feet to where Rhonda's broken body lay. Was she alive when you got to her? Mm, an hour. <laughs> and that's the part I'm not going into. Is Stephen Nichols about to admit something? Did you put Rhonda out of misery that day? Let me ask you, if you shoot your war buddy because you see how much pain he's in, is that murder? What do you say? I say no, of course not. So to me, that's a justified, I don't want to say homicide, but I mean, technically it is homicide, but it's justified as of that point. You are putting someone out of their misery that essentially has zero chance of survival. And is that what you did? That's, of course, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Well, you brought this up. You brought up this whole. It seems a dangerous word game. Nichols stood on the cliff's edge, then took a step back. A final twist in a tragedy where only Nichols knows the real ending. It's all hypothetical, because I'm telling people, you know, think, think outside the box. Like, there's always other options there. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's the case, then I've got some good news. We just launched a brand new Strange, Dark, and Mysterious podcast called Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries. And as the name suggests, it's a show about medical mysteries, a genre that many fans have been asking us to dive into for years, and we finally decided to take the plunge, and the show is awesome. In this free weekly show, we explore bizarre, unheard of diseases, strange medical mishaps, unexplainable deaths, and everything in between. Each story is totally true and totally terrifying. Go follow Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're a Prime member, you can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Take true crime with you on your shirt, mug, or hat with official 48 Hours merchandise at ParamountShop.com. You can take 20% off with code HOURS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all 48 Hours products with code HOURS20 at ParamountShop.com.